Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends, I'm Alicia. Thank you so much for joining us for today's tale of marital misadventure. I have a great one. Who you got for us, Alicia? Lisa Gibbons, hmm. American talk show host correspondent. We're giving her the theme song, Blonde Ambition. Sure. By Rodney Crowell and the Cicadas. Gosh. Summertime, summertime. This story's a lot of fun. American television legend with a story that might surprise you. For our purposes, three trashy divorces and a heck of a story, too. Lisa Gibbons, Blonde Ambition. What do we have to do? Sounds like we need to go, go, go. Oh, Trash Pandas. This was a pretty surprising story to me. I learned a lot about Lisa Gibbons. I think y'all are going to enjoy this one. It has a little bit of something for everyone as trash candy quotients go. Let me give her a little bit of a setup here. Lisa Gibbons has been on American television screen since the early 80s. In addition to pretty much hardly aging at all, she seems to have found the secret to making her career last. I think you're going to be surprised with how many pies she has her hands in, too. Gibbons has interviewed, first and foremost, just about every celebrity in the business over the last 40 years. She has hosted 40 years. Mm -hmm. Her career has been long. She's hosted more pageants and parades and talk shows and award ceremonies than we can count. (laughs) And although we all recognize Lisa Gibbons, the scope of her career and her life really does fall under the radar most of the time, but it's not because she lacks accomplishments or success or even drama. Listen to this. She's an Emmy winner, a New York Times bestselling author, has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and has sold, everybody sit down, over $1 billion in products that she has developed. You're right. It's odd that she's as under the radar as she is. Under the radar, but blonde ambition. She never loses her positive attitude and her optimistic view on life. Lisa is a devoted philanthropist and tireless advocate and spokesperson for Alzheimer's disease as well. Here at Trashy Divorces, we kind of care about the breaking up part. Along the way, Lisa has been divorced three times. But this is how sunnily optimistic she is. She'll say, even when it comes to that, she'll put a positive spin on it and say, marriages end, they don't fail. Isn't that nice? Marriages end, they don't fail. Now, today, on her fourth time around, Lisa may have, yeah, finally found the marriage that won't end, but we have a little bit of trash to make it through before we get to that part. It sounds like. Let's dig into it. Lisa Kim Gibbons was born on March 26th, 1957 in Hartsville, South Carolina. Aries girl. Lisa Kim's parents were Jean and Carlos Gibbons. Jean was an antique shop owner. Doesn't that sound like a fun job? And Carlos was a former state superintendent of education. Wow. Mm-hmm. Lisa is the middle of three kids. She has an older brother, younger sister. The family lived in Irmo, South Carolina, which is a suburb of Columbia. I love this story so much. This is when I first fell in love with Lisa Gibbons. When Lisa's in third grade, she comes home crying. 
because there's going to be a talent show at school, and she did not have a talent. And the other girls in her class were going to dance or do gymnastics or play an instrument. And Lisa doesn't know how to do any of that. So she's upset and she's crying to her mom. And her mom is like, why are you crying? Like, come on, what's up? And Lisa is like, I don't have a talent. and I really want to do this and there's nothing I can do. And her mom says, oh, shush up, Lisa Kim. You have a talent. Wide-eyed kid. (laughs) She asks her mom, like, I do? (laughs) Like, what do you think it is? And her mom says, you are a storyteller. Oh. Aw. And Lisa believed her and became a storyteller for that talent show and for the rest of her life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good, good momming there. I know. Isn't that nice? In high school, Lisa participated in many activities. She was a cheerleader. After graduating from Irmo High School, Lisa enrolls in the University of South Carolina School of Journalism and Mass Communication during college. She was a member of the Delta 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 sorority. So Lisa Gibbons is a tri-delt. That's better than triple D. <laughs> tri-delt. Tri-delt. So first up, we have a really young marriage. Lisa appears to have had the classic starter marriage. She married John Hicks in 1980 when she was 23 years old. Not a lot is known about this first marriage to John Hicks. But Lisa does tell Brandy Glanville on her podcast that she, quote, got married too young and was on a career path and really had no business getting married, unquote. It sounds like they were probably college sweethearts and, yeah. Right, and you think that's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do, but then you get out of college mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa, I have all these life opportunities and maybe I'm not the person I thought I was. So John Hicks, Lisa Gibbons, they get married in 1980. They divorce in 1982. Gibbons does tell Glanville, I married a very lovely man. I probably should not have ever left my first husband. He was a very decent, lovely man. So not a trashy divorce, just a divorce. Not a trashy divorce, but just you wait. I got you. Don't (laughs) don't you worry. So, starter marriage, uh, one and done, 1980 to 1982, but in 1983, Lisa, blonde ambition, I'm getting my big career break, right? She'll join WCBS-TV in New York City and will host a program called Two on the Town. She had to have done a pretty impressive job because the next year, you know, Lisa Gibbons will join Entertainment Tonight as a reporter and fill-in anchor for Mary Hart. Wow, I think that's where I know her from. Probably Entertainment Tonight, yes. Lisa's only 27 years old when she gets that gig on Entertainment Tonight, which was the number one syndicated entertainment show in the world Mm -hmm. at that time. The 80s. What a strange time. (laughs) It seems like we say that for every decade. Right. All right, let's move to second marriage. So, Lisa, on top of the world, entertainment tonight. This is great. Let's go ahead and meet Christopher Quentin, Lisa's hubby number two. By all accounts, Lisa's second husband was not nearly as decent or as lovely as Uh her first husband apparently was. It is through that job on Entertainment Tonight that Lisa meets English actor Christopher Quentin, Quentin at the time was starring in the popular British soap opera, Coronation Street. This is really kind of a meet-cute. 
They are both hosting a New Zealand telethon show. This is in 1988 when the two meet and literally fall in love live on air while the viewers are watching. So she was very jet lagged. Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) Potentially. So this is 1988. Lisa was actually rumored to be dating Sylvester Stallone at that time. Wow. But if you're a done and done follower, you know that Sylvester Stallone was also in spring of 1988 dating Cornelia Guest, the daughter of CZ Guest, famous socialite and one of Truman Capote's swans. So maybe not a serious relationship happening there. Not even the story. Lisa, jet lagged perhaps, goes to New Zealand, meets Christopher Quentin on air and sparks fly. She and Quentin are both doing this all night telethon. They even have their first kiss on television. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That moved fast. Moved fast. Maybe it's because of all the time zone changes. Yeah, it was before Ambien. So (laughs) that was just a long flight. So I want to stop right here. Take a quick break, hear from some sponsors while we're still on the meet cute because mm-hmm. it goes ugly in oh, does real it? soon. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and I don't know, exposing official corruption, all in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia, It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Okay, Alicia, how does that shining television moment go oh so wrong? You think it's a romance made for the centuries. It is fair to say that Lisa fell hard for Quentin. They married that same year, December 10th, 1988. Wasted no time in getting pregnant. In August of 1989, their daughter was born. What's the hurry? (laughs) Apparently, the relationship with Gibbons was hard on Quentin's career. So when he decides to move to the United States with his, you know, new wife and family, he goes to the casting director of Coronation Street. Hey, I'd like to move to the U.S. with my wife and family. I would like to stay on Coronation Street as a part-time character. Is there a way that we could work that out? In the days before Zoom, trickier. (laughs) The producers were not real keen on Quentin's plan And instead, they just killed his character off in February 1989. His character, Brian Tilsley, was stabbed to death by a gang of teenagers outside of a nightclub. (laughs) Grizzly. Okay, so let's uh, just remember our timeline here. Married December 88. His character gets 
offed by bad teenage kids in February 89. Their daughter's born in August 89. Things are going downhill very quickly, just as fast as they fall in love. It's splitting apart. Lisa files for divorce in 1990. Yikes. Mm -hmm. The divorce was finalized in 1991. Wow. Quick. Yeah, she's, she's in a real hurry to get on with things, I guess. Okay, so what happens? In 1997, Gibbons speaks with Scotland's Daily Record and opens up a little bit about the divorce. She speaks of the heartache and disappointment she felt when she realized her marriage was not going to work. Lisa says, I would have gone to the end of the earth for Chris. I loved him very much. I was prepared to abandon my career and go live with him in Britain and help him pursue his career. But what really destroyed our marriage was that we just had different rules for our lives, different standards of being and living. But I guess you can't change people if they don't want to change. I love that. Different standards of being and living. It is a problem. Would you like me to unpack that? I would. What are some of those different standards? Well, Lisa said that Quentin had thrown an orgy at her Beverly Hills mansion when she was out of town. Was she mad that she wasn't included? Like, what's the issue there? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think it was her lack of invite that was the problem. During her pregnancy as well, Quentin spent his nights in bars instead of at home with her. Yeah, that's tough. She will continue on revealing that she had to spend a quarter of a million dollars as part of the divorce settlement, but will go on to say it was quote unquote worth every cent. (laughs) Yeah, I bet getting the orgy barfly guy out was, it's an investment really. I think you're going to agree that it was actually worth every cent. But I do want to just focus here on the positive aspect because that's what Gibbons does. She will say, Chris and I will always have a bond because of our beautiful daughter. Really looking at the bright side. Chris Quentin, less bright side. Lisa may not be trashy, but there's definitely a little bit of a dumpster fire here. So Chris Quentin goes on to have a pretty rocky love life after Lisa Gibbons. He will quickly marry again in 1992, the year after the divorce, but that marriage doesn't work out either. Was it the orgies? (laughs) Unclear. In the early 2000s, he was in a relationship with Allison Slater, 18 years his junior, with whom he had a daughter. During this relationship, Quentin was accused of and tried for rape. In 2006. Okay, that's bad. A 21-year-old woman accused the 48-year-old Quentin of plying her with cocaine, quote-unquote, and then raping her at a club. During police interviews, he said he was outraged by the rape allegation and said the sex was consensual. This all sounds terrible. Quentin does stand trial for these accusations and was acquitted. From those charges, after the verdict, he spoke to the press and said, My nightmare is over. Even though I have known I was always innocent of all charges made against me and knew if I did go to trial, I would be acquitted, it has been the worst time of my life. I have literally been to hell, and thank goodness I am back today. He will thank his girlfriend 
and the mother of his infant daughter, saying, I broke her heart because of being unfaithful. She knew all along I was not capable of this vile crime I was supposed to have committed. She stood by me from day one of the trial. Which you think would be enough, and maybe I wouldn't have any more information on Christopher Quentin, but then I would have to disappoint you. Because Mm -hmm. in June of 2019, he makes the British headlines again. At the age of 61, Quentin was engaged to 21-year-old Robin Delabar. <sighs> Here's their meet cute. They met and began dating after she auditioned to be a dancer in a strip club that he manages. <laughs> Quentin tells oh, wow. the press that he didn't care what anyone thinks of their 40-year age gap. The meet cute continues. Robin Delabar admits that her grandmama used to have a crush on Quentin back in the day when he was on Coronation Street. Robin will go on to say that her parents, who were 38 and 40 years old, respectively, found it difficult to accept the age gap at first, but are now supportive. Yeah, I can imagine they struggled a bit with uh, a son-in-law old enough to be a parent of theirs. Just a little bit of a line in the sand here. Quentin's daughter with Lisa Gibbons was 30 years old. At the time of this event. The 21-year-old. Correct. Yeah, okay. In the year of 2020, the couple again were making headlines when Robin Delabar revealed she was making a huge fortune, quote-unquote, selling sexy photos on OnlyFans. Apparently, Delabar is not new to dating a somewhat famous man. Prior to Quentin, Robin dated Love Island reality star. Mike the Lassitus at the height of his reality fame in 2017. They had their own drama when the police were called to their hotel room while they were having intercourse because jealous fans had forced their way in. Okay. But hey, this story's about Lisa, and you might think that Lisa Gibbons would be a little cautious about getting married again at this point considering that she'd been divorced twice. Mm -hmm. But you would be wrong. If you think Quentin married quickly after their 1991 divorce, Lisa Gibbons was married for the third time on February 14th, 1991, just a month after that second divorce was final. Again, what is the rush? She will give birth to their son in 1992, And a few years into this marriage, Lisa got really exciting career news. In 1993, Lisa Gibbons gets her own talk show. So originally the talk show started out as John and Lisa from Hollywood and was co-anchored with John Tesh. But after a few months, Tesh left the show and it was renamed Lisa. The original concept was for the show to be celebrity-focused. But once Tesh left the show, the format was changed more to a traditional talk show. These types of shows, if you remember, Stacey, were extremely popular in the 90s. Yep. We had major players. Oprah, of course. Sally Jesse Raphael. Ricky Lake. Jenny Jones. Montel Williams. Phil Donahue was still on the air, although he wasn't really in the same group. His show had started much earlier than the scandal-filled shows of the 90s. Yeah, the Jerry Springer era, really. 
Well, even more salacious, remember, from that time, you've got Maury Povich and yeah. Jerry Springer. Yeah. Lisa, though, during her run, had 1,270 episodes hmm. and received 27 Daytime Emmy Award nominations Whoa. during the seven years the show was on the air. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Lisa was nominated for Outstanding Host every year of the show's run, and the show itself was nominated for Best Show every year of its run. In a crowded field, too. In a crowded You got that mm-hmm. right. Lisa Gibbons not only hosted her daytime talk show, but she was also the hands-on executive producer of the show. Her philosophy as a host was that showing compassion to guests would give her an edge on the competition. She'll go on to say it wasn't difficult to treat the guests compassionately when she thought about the mistakes she'd made in her own life. She really is charming. Mm -hmm. She'll say, I don't think you can truly be compassionate or understanding until you've made a few mistakes of your own. I don't like to trap my guest into revealing things that will be painful for them for the sake of my TV ratings. I always try to protect them from that because their lives have to go on long after the show has aired. Empathy is a good thing. NBC cancels that show in 2000 to make room for later today. But I said she got married really quick back in 1991, right after that divorce was final. So let's go back to the third marriage. Throughout the run of Lisa, her show, Lisa Gibbons was seemingly happily married to her third husband. His name is Stephen Meadows. In addition to her daughter from her second marriage and the son they had together in 1992, the couple welcomed another son in 1997. The marriage appeared to be going strong. Lisa's career remained in full swing. Whenever the two are together in public, everything seems happy. But there may have been a hint of trouble in paradise when Lisa Gibbons and Stephen Meadows agreed to and filed a post-nuptial agreement in January 2002. This would be almost 11 years after the marriage. Nothing, at least on the outside, appeared to have changed. However, in February 2005, people reported that Stephen Meadows had filed for divorce after a two-week separation, citing irreconcilable differences. Ding, ding, ding. A source supposedly close to the couple said, Lisa has always been a very driven career woman who has worked extremely hard to get to where she is today. Then Stephen moved out last year and into another home they owned in the Hollywood Hills, but they wanted to keep up the appearance of a happy marriage because Lisa was hoping they could work things out. But something had changed, hence the post-nup, right? Correct. Stephen Meadows sought joint custody of their sons, who were 13 and 7 at the time. He also would like the spousal support they'd agreed upon in that post-nuptial contract back from 2002. Here, neither couple has revealed any of the details of their divorce because there was a post-nuptial contract in place. But because of that, thankfully, there wasn't a nasty legal battle either. One little hint here from Lisa Gibbons in her book that she did say specifically about this divorce 
From her 2013 book, Take Two, she'll write, It had taken forever and had threatened to take her soul with it. In more general comments, Lisa really, I think, gets it. She said that she is good at business and not good at love. (laughs) And that she, quote, didn't choose well when it came to husbands, unquote. But they don't fail. They just end. They just end. We're not exactly at an end, but we are at an end of this section of the episode. We're going to take a quick break and see on the other side for Lisa being the master of reinvention, a little Hollywood real estate, Hmm. and embracing her inner cougar. (laughs) We will see you in a minute. Alicia, I love cougar stories. Let's let's continue. (laughs) So let's talk about Lisa being the master of reinvention. Her blonde ambition is strong. She has stayed in the public eye and remained relevant because she is far from just a television correspondent or a talk show host. Lisa really has become a master at reinventing herself and forging new paths. During her time on Entertainment Tonight, she also appeared in a few movies. In 1987 and 1990, she was in RoboCop 1 and 2. In 1993, she appeared in The Last Action Hero. In the mid-90s, Lisa expands into selling products when she partnered with Guthy Ranker to sell Personal Power and Get the Edge books along with Tony Robbins. Also in the 1990s, Lisa hosted her own radio show called Lisa Gibbons Top 25 Countdown. Hmm. That morphed into her Hollywood Confidential, which lasted until 2013. After her Lisa talk show ended, She was the host and managing editor of the television show Extra. I don't know when she sleeps. (laughs) In the early 2000s, she once again got involved in business ventures. Lisa launches her own mineral makeup line called Sheer Cover Studio. The line of cosmetics is still sold today in a variety of places, including on Home Shopping Network. Mm -hmm. In 2015, Lisa received an Icon Award from the Electronic Retailing Association when she had sold over $1 billion in sales. That is so... I had no uh, idea. I know. Home Shopping Network, QVC, all that stuff is like this this corner of capitalism that I don't... I know that women do extraordinarily well there, but I'm... Lisa Givens, top of the heap. Mm -hmm. In 2007, she's going to get way outside of her comfort zone and competed in the fourth season of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. She has said she was never able to dance, and just the thought of going on stage to dance in front of so many people made her want to vomit. (laughs) I can relate. She conquered that fear. She didn't do so well in the competition, being only the third contestant eliminated in her season, but it seems like Lisa Gibbons is fearless. She will host the PBS talk show My Generation from 2011 to 2014, for which she wins that Daytime Emmy Award. She was also the co-host and executive producer on the syndicated news magazine show America Now from 2011 to 2015. All of that is great. Mover and shaker, really. The thing that she is most proud of is her advocacy work on behalf of Alzheimer's disease and the caregivers of those with the disease. As a tribute to her grandmother and mother, 
both of whom suffered from Alzheimer's. Lisa founded the Lisa Gibbons Memory Foundation in 2002 and Lisa's place in 2003. She has spoken and written extensively on caring for loved ones suffering from diseases associated with memory loss. Also, she's a New York Times bestselling author. Why not? Blonde ambition. Okay. You know that I do love the dirty digs. Here's a little bit of a just a spider web on some Hollywood real estate holdings of Lisa Gibbons. She has owned and lived seriously in some pretty interesting and historic homes in Hollywood and Beverly Hills. In June of 2010, the Los Angeles Times reported that Lisa Gibbons sold her Hollywood Hills estate for $4.795 million. This wasn't just any Hollywood Hills estate, though. It was the home owned by Joan Crawford in the late 1940s. In 2015, the Los Angeles Times was once again reporting on some of Gibbons' real estate. She sold her Encino estate, originally built for Al Jolson and Ruby Keeler, for $5.77 million. But that estate had a long list of celebrity residents prior to Lisa Gibbons. You ready? Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards lived there wow. when they were together. TD alums. Katie Seagal lived there as well. TD alum. Along with Kirstie Alley. TD alum. And Donna Michi. Not a TD alum. Not a TD Not alum. A TD I know, alum. I threw in that one trick for you. When Lisa Gibbons sold it in 2015, according to The Hollywood Reporter, it was Jessica Simpson's mother, Tina, who purchased that home. Prior to the sale... Lisa Gibbons had leased the property to Adam Levine. Not yet, a TD alum. In 2019, the LA Times reported that Gibbons had purchased a historic Hancock Park home originally designed and built by famous Hollywood architect Paul Williams in 1928. Now, Paul Williams, we haven't talked about much, but he is a big deal. He was architect to the stars in the 1920s, until his retirement in the 1970s. Some of his residential clients were Frank Sinatra, TD alum, Cary Grant, TD alum, Barbara Stanwyck, TD alum? Not yet. Not yet. William Holden and Lucille Ball, who is... TD alum. Yes. Paul Williams also designed the Superior Courthouse of Los Angeles, the Beverly Wilshire Hotel, and the iconic... Beverly Hills Hotel. Mm, your favorite. What? My favorite. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about Lisa's fourth marriage and embracing her inner cougar. After three mm-hmm. divorces, it does appear that Lisa Gibbons may have finally found her happily ever after. Fourth marriages to Stephen Fenton. On April 20th, 2011, Gibbons married for the fourth and... Hopefully, final time. Lisa decided to try her luck with a younger man this time around. Fenton is 13 years her junior. At the age of 54, with her 41-year-old groom, Lisa told people that she was finally able to embrace my inner cougar. (laughs) I like that. They're meet-cute. The couple got set up on a blind date by a mutual friend, They had their first date at the Montage Hotel rooftop in Beverly Hills, 
which is where the couple decided to have their wedding. And they kept it really, really low key. This is super sweet. The wedding was attended only by her three children. Wow. It took place by candlelight at midnight. The two adult children, who were 21 and 19, were ordained online in order to perform the ceremony. That's fantastic. Her 13-year-old son was in charge of the rings. And the rings were five stacked bands, which represented each member of the family. That's very nice. This is such a wholesome story besides the orgy part, I guess. Well, yeah, the orgy part wasn't great. Gibbons told people, we are living the fairy tale. We have so much respect for each other and grow stronger together. Always so grateful to have been given another chance at love. Stephen Fenton, for his part, says Lisa is the most kind person I've ever known. It's that compassion that I see every day with her children. My life is complete now. (laughs) The couple are apparently still living their fairy tale 12 years later. They both frequently post on social media about each other and show pictures of them enjoying common interests. So I love that love story. But we're not done with Lisa's story. I got one more little bit to close out this blonde ambition of an episode. Stacy, I would like to let you know that in 2015, Lisa Gibbons won The Celebrity Apprentice. Of course she did. The final two contestants were Lisa Gibbons and Geraldo Rivera. Previous TD alum who I'm not sure he's made much on the Home Shopping Network, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not a billion. I don't know. During that finale... Donald Trump admitted to Lisa Gibbons that he didn't believe that she'd make it as far as she did at the beginning of the season because he didn't think that she was, quote-unquote, tough enough. Lisa Gibbons replied, Never underestimate a woman with passion who knows where she's going and what she wants. You can't argue with that. The season of Celebrity Apprentice that Lisa Gibbons was on was also full of TD alums, including, as forementioned, Geraldo Rivera, Brandy Glanville. Oh, yeah. Kate Gosselin. Wow. Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah. Lisa competed for that $700,000 prize money. She did it for her charity. In July 2016, with the winnings, the charity built Lisa's Care Connection in her hometown of Columbia, South Carolina, with the goal being to create a place to nurture caregivers and give them support to, quote, thrive in an often unrelenting situation, unquote. That's amazing. That is a very identifiable thing for humans of all kinds, and I appreciate her for that and her advocacy work. I like that she's focusing that kind of advocacy in the South because we often don't have the same level of resources that, you know, bigger, richer states have. Certainly. Mm Mm-hmm. Lisa says she'll always be grateful to Donald Trump for the opportunity to compete on Celebrity Apprentice because of the attention it brought to caregivers. Mm -hmm. But Lisa makes it clear that that appreciation didn't necessarily mean she was supporting his candidacy. Remember, she wins Celebrity Apprentice in 2015. Right. At the ribbon-cutting ceremony of Lisa's Care Connection, this is July 2016, remember, She'll say, in a political year when we're talking a lot about walls and barriers, this is a real opportunity for us to use an environment like this to break those down and to demonstrate what happens when good people come together 
for the same cause and the same goal in mind. Naturally, there's a follow-up question when asked about Trump's candidacy in 2016. She admitted that a few months after winning Celebrity Apprentice, Donald Trump approached her about getting involved in his new campaign and endorsing him. And Lisa Gibbons, Blonde Ambition, was like, sure, let me speak to your political strategist. (laughs) Was there one? I don't even know. She'll say, his strategist called me and we realized that there probably wasn't enough common ground. Politically, we're not aligned on many things. I love, though, that Lisa Gibbons got aligned on love in her fourth marriage. A billion dollars? Awards out the wazoo? Yeah, the billion dollars thing is unbelievable. I had no idea. I just can't say enough about her story. Yeah, what a well-rounded success. Under the radar, though. I guess not so much in love, although the the fourth one sounds promising. (laughs) The fourth one sounds great. We hope that she finally, at last, has found the love that's going to treat her right and well and i'd wish her well but goodness it sounds like she's got it going on in this world without any help from trashy divorce (laughs) so uh trash cans halos what what are we doing here i'm gonna give her some halos for her work for caregivers of alzheimer's that is so tough i'd like to maybe give a few trash cans to the hubbies in that ride but it really seems like she has come out on top with her blonde ambition i can appreciate that it's fantastic alicia thanks for that that was a very nice story and everyone thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate you spending your time with us stacy's going to be back this weekend with a brand new trashy divorce don't forget if you have a little bit more uh free time in your summer be sure to check out trashy royals We drop every Thursday over there and over at Done and Done every Monday to fill in your trashy listening delight through the week. And if you're looking for the greatest community on the internet, you can join us over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Get early ad free episodes, bonus divorces, Zoom hangouts, all kinds of stuff over there. Always something cooking here at TDHQ. Friends, again, thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you back this weekend, unless we see you back sooner. Until then, I want you to keep your hands clean. I want you to keep your hearts trashy, friends. Big love, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. 
I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there, and thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.